Welcome back, Rosebuds. For those of you who are new, our content is a handful of stories that are true and one imposter story that is complete fiction. We'd like you to try and guess which of the five stories are allegedly true and which one is completely made up. Today, we're telling stories of possible cryptid encounters. We have six truly terrifying tales. Make sure to listen all the way to the end where I will reveal which story was fictitious. So sit back, dim the lights, and settle in for six creepy cryptid tales to tell in the dark. Story number one, not a Philippine eagle. I grew up in a small village town in the Philippine Islands, and there was a jungle forest on one side of the road and a rice paddy field on the other when I would walk home from school. One day as I'm headed home, I encountered something that still leaves me shaken to this day. I was about 12 years old, but a small girl for my age, so people often thought I was like 8 or 9 years old. I first hear this loud, shrill whistle, and I look up to see this bird coming straight at me, but then it starts to veer off towards the tree line at the edge of the road. It's pretty high up as it's circling and obviously looking to perch on a branch. At first I was excited because I loved birds, and I'd not ever seen this bird before, but I knew of it. I thought it was the great Philippine eagle. Just so you know, it's a beautiful bird, and the white plume feathers around its face look a little bit like a lion's mane. When I first moved to the U.S., I learned that most Americans think the largest eagle is the American bald eagle, but it's not. The Philippine eagle is very endangered, so you've probably not even heard of it, and likely don't even know that it's the largest breed of eagle on the planet, with it being about a meter long. I was a little confused because I also knew that the bird was only native to Luzon and Mindanao, I did not live in either place, but we did live on the neighboring island of Marapipi. In my child mind, I was becoming very excited because I thought maybe one had migrated to our island and I would get to see one. As it got closer, I was instantly consumed with fear because I realized this bird was huge. It was easily twice the size of what a Philippine eagle should be. I was frozen in fear, and I couldn't move. I knew these birds were called monkey eaters for a reason, and I was small for my age. I was instantly captivated by the bird's eyes, and I suddenly realized with terror that they were very blue, not brown as they should have been, like crystal ice blue, and they looked sort of human. They were also too big for its head, like an anime character. Everything about its eyes were all wrong. It landed on the branch of a tree about four meters in front of me and about five meters off the ground. It just stayed there, still as a statue, staring at me. The more I looked at it, the more its face seemed like it was becoming human. I felt like I was in a trance. I could hear some voice in the back of my mind screaming at me that I needed to run away but I also felt stuck, like my muscles were incapacitated to move. I don't know how long I stood there, but finally I broke free of my mind fog 
and ran for my life faster than I'd ever run before, and I hated running. I didn't care if it was chasing me. I just ran and didn't look back. I was in tears by the time I got home. My older brothers were working outside doing chores, and when my oldest brother saw me, the one that I'm closest to, he came rushing to me. He knew something was wrong. I just brushed him off, muttering the words, Halas, Halas, which means snake in Ware, my native language. They were common on the road, and he knows I'm terrified of snakes. I couldn't tell him what I saw because I knew he wouldn't believe me. Eventually, I did tell him about a year later when he asked me about the incident where I came home very distraught. I knew exactly what memory he was talking about. I couldn't believe I told him, and even more surprising, he believed me. He said that he'd experienced strange things when he'd been on that part of the road on many occasions. He'd heard voices from the forest edge, saw shadowy things moving in the brush that he was sure wasn't animal or human. However, he wasn't sure what I encountered. I never found out. The closest I could find was the American or Native American legends and lore of Mothman, but I don't know, it didn't really fit. I did research, but it didn't match any local legends or lore that I could find either. I knew of cryptids popular to my region, such as the Manangala or the Pongo, which are both similar to American Bigfoot by comparison. To this day, I don't think what I encountered was a mere Philippine eagle, and even after all these years, the experience leaves me feeling very shaken. Story number two, UK Creature Unknown. I need help identifying something I saw while driving. This actually happened less than an hour ago. Me and my friend were driving back from one town in the West Midlands, UK, to my hometown. We turned a corner and saw roughly 100 meters down the road a 7 or 8 foot pitch black figure with thick arms and legs which walked into the road on its hind legs. Then it went into the hedgerow on the side of the road. As we passed, I saw from my peripheral vision that the thing's head was towering over the hedge by at least two feet, and I could literally feel that it was looking at us. There is nothing that fits this description in the UK. It was massive and walked on its hind legs. It's pretty understandable that my friend and I felt a wave of primal fear to the point that my friend who was driving, her eyes started to well up. This isn't a joke or just a story. I'm extremely upset by this. We now interrupt this broadcast for a brief Black Rose PSA. Did you know that if you don't press the like button right now, you'll be inflicted by the office space cake curse? Yes, that's right. Every time there's a cake at the office, they'll be perpetually short a piece for you, just like poor Milton. It's absolutely true. So press that like button, and for an extra measure of protection, leave us a comment and tell us what your favorite cryptid is. All right, back to our regularly scheduled broadcast. Story number three, Possible Skinwalker. My boyfriend heard something last night. 
For context, we live in Alaska, and it gets dark around 4.30 p.m. this time of year. So I have been getting back into paranormal research lately, and I've been telling my boyfriend about this creature I'll refer to as not a deer. I'm not inclined to say what I mean because I've read that even saying the name can invoke them. He's a skeptic about most everything and has been mocking me the whole time by saying the word over and over, kind of taunting-like, when I tell him not to say the word out loud. I don't know if this actually matters, but he hasn't mocked them at our house because we don't really talk about that stuff here. I am curious if anything he's experienced within the last few days has anything to do with them, though. The first event happened a couple of nights ago. He was changing his oil outside. He's out there under the truck with his headlamp. I was inside making dinner and talking to a friend on the phone. He came back inside about 40 minutes after he seemed really frustrated because he couldn't get the oil plug off so he could change the oil. Mind you, he's a strong guy and should have been able to undo it easily. He'd also been able to do this many times before without any trouble. The next morning, he tells me that when he walked over to our neighbors to grab ramps, there's a small trail through the woods to their cabin. He heard voices in the woods and decided it was our other neighbors across the street. Then he started hearing my voice. He said it sounded like the way I did when he was on the phone with me. He was about 50 yards away with woods between us. He actually just brushed this off and kept working on the car before coming inside and that was that. This morning, three days later, we're talking and he says he didn't sleep very well. He says something happened that's been keeping him up, but he didn't want to tell me and freak me out. I insisted he tell me what it was, so he does. He woke up around 3.30, about the time I got up to pee. He went downstairs for a drink of water before coming back to bed. He then dreamt he was talking to our co-worker before waking up a little more into this half-awake, half-asleep kind of mental place. He says he heard a massive snowplow go by. We live on a dead-end gravel road and don't get snowplows. Before hearing the ring sound a doorbell makes when you push the button, we don't have a doorbell. And then he heard our landlord, muffled and with a voice deeper than usual, say, You've got a leak in your roof. So he jumps out of bed, runs to the front door, and stops. Said things felt off, and then it suddenly dawns on him that all of the aforementioned things he was thinking or maybe dreaming weren't possible. He went back to bed terrified, so terrified that he was close to grabbing the shotgun and sleeping with it by the bed. Do any of these weird experiences sound like not a deer to you? As I said, we live in Alaska, so geographically it doesn't even make sense. I was doing research a few weeks ago about cryptids in Alaska and came across a few articles saying that whistling at night up here attracts spirits, and he was whistling while he was doing the oil change. I don't know what to make of it all. Story number four. I'm a believer now. For context, my hubby is the heaviest sleeper 
ever, totally believes in the paranormal, and never sees shit. I, on the other hand, can't sleep to save my life, question everything, and always encounter stuff I can't explain. I don't get it. I've had a lot of what my husband calls paranormal encounters. I personally always pass them off with rational explanations. That is, until I had this one encounter while we were visiting my friend in New Mexico. I still can't believe I'm the one who had this experience when my husband is just waiting for Scotty to beam him up one day. Anyway, New Mexico is said to be what believers call a hot spot, and after what happened, I have to acquiesce that maybe it could be. I couldn't sleep due to my husband snoring like a bear, so I was pretty much up on my phone all night. There was a set of French doors that opened up onto the patio overlooking the backyard, with a very tall stone wall around the entire backyard. The backyard is maybe quarter of an acre. They live just outside of Santa Fe. I'm on the side of the bed that's closest to the French doors. It was a full moon that night, and there were city street lights so you could reasonably see out into the backyard. All of a sudden, I see what looks like a head bobbing a bit above the wall. Realize this wall is about seven foot high, maybe more. My friend had it specially built this way for privacy so she could swim nude. That's besides the point. Anyway, all of a sudden, this thing jumps up on the wall and is perched there. It's enormous. It's not a person. It's not an animal. It was kind of humanoid, but it was so big. It had a broad chest and what looked like longer spindly arms and hindquarter type legs. Of course, it's dark, so I couldn't see any other details besides that. It's just crouched there on the wall. The yard was wider than it was longer from the house, so this part of the wall that the creature is on was about 40 or 50 feet from where I was at. It was completely still as it stayed perched there, and I'm petrified with fear. I felt like it was looking right at me through the glass. Maybe that was ridiculous, but I got this primal feeling of being stalked. It was a feeling like I've never had before. I can't even begin to describe the emotions and raw fear coursing through me. I don't know how long I lay there looking at this thing, and it stared back. It could have been a minute or half an hour. I seriously couldn't tell you because I was so scared. My brain froze and I didn't even think to try and wake up my husband, much to his chagrin later on. He was very upset about it. Anyway, this creature finally jumped back down off the wall and left. My friend is also a believer of things like this, and perhaps there's a reason why. In the morning, I told both her and my hubby about it. My friend didn't dismiss me, but said she wasn't sure what it could have been. I would have passed it off as dreaming, except I was wide awake watching Grey's Anatomy on my phone. I can tell you exactly where in the episode I was at when I had paused it and then began to fixate on this thing out the window. I remember that my phone was still at that spot in the show, so I didn't fall asleep or hallucinate this. My friend and spouse, of course, believe me. 
I'm just not sure. I believe my own eyes. Story number five, The Mimic. This is not my experience, but it is from someone I trust. The basic gist of the story is that they had some kind of creature try to trick him into letting it into the house. For some background, he lived with his parents, and his home was in a pretty secluded area, but it was near enough to the suburbs. At the time, his mom was home with him, and she was in the shower when this thing shows up. He was sitting in his room with the window open, just relaxing, when from outside the house, he heard his mom calling out to him asking him where he put the shirt he had borrowed from her. He hadn't borrowed any shirt, and he replied by saying as such. He thought it was weird that his mother was outside asking about a shirt, because he thought she was in the shower, but he wrote it off. He did look out his window and couldn't see his mother anywhere, so he got up and went out of his room realizing that the water was still running in his parents' shower. Weirded out, he went downstairs and called out for his mom, and her voice answered from behind the shut and locked door. He says that her voice was very sweet and tender, using a tone that she would have perhaps used when he was very little, but he was much older now. She said his name and then said, Please let me in. He said at this point he heard the water shut off from the shower, just as a clawing sound is scratching slowly down the front door. He could still hear the mimicked voice of his mother from behind the front door, again asking to be let in, followed immediately by, Hun, I love you. Then more claw scratching sounds on the wood. Needless to say, he was terrified, quickly backed away from the door, and went upstairs to retrieve his revolver. As soon as he came back downstairs, the voice and the rolling claws were gone. He looked through the peephole, no trace, nothing of who or what could have possibly been there. Story number six, an experience from Western Pennsylvania College. I stumbled upon a link here from TV tropes of all places having no idea this existed as a type of cryptid or had a name. My experience is from late 2006, just before winter break of my freshman year of college. I went to a small college in rural western Pennsylvania, and the freshman parking lot was on the edge of campus up against some state game lands. We'd go out there a couple of nights a week to smoke some weed, and that night, went to our usual spot in a clearing with a fallen log to sit on, just past what you could see from the parking lot. Though, we could see the lights from the lot through the trees behind us. Now, I'm sure you're already thinking, it's probably an experience from the weed, but we were veteran smokers, and if you're a person who does it regularly, you get to know your body when you're high. Also, we had just started smoking that night and had been smoking out of the same bag from previous nights without any weird things happening. So we packed a bowl and had maybe one hit each as we sat there talking quietly. It was winter, and this night was particularly cold, like in the teens Fahrenheit, but very still, no wind, nothing making sounds out in the woods where we were, 
I took a second hit and handed the bowl and lighter back to my friend, then looked up to exhale. That's when I saw it through the smoke. A humanoid face in the trees on the other side of the clearing, opposite the parking lot. It was just above a branch that had a hand wrapped around. I think it had three fingers with a very long, narrow thumb that stuck out several inches past its other fingers, each tipped with a pointed nail. As the smoke cleared, I got a better look at its face. Very pale, almost grayish skin. Bald, no eyebrows, no other hair of any kind. No ears that I could see. Big eyes relative to its head that were very dark in color, catching just a little bit of light from the lights of the parking lot behind us, which made them seem kind of reflective. To be honest, I didn't get a great look at the nose or mouth as I was fixated on the huge dark eyes, but from what I recall, they seemed small relative to its head compared to a human. I tapped my friend's knee and quickly glanced over at him to see if he saw it as well. He was staring at it too, so it's something we both saw independently but simultaneously. I looked back at it just as it released its hand from the branch, revealing very long, thin fingers to match the thumb, and then it moved backwards out of our sight without making a sound. Even though there were dry leaves all over the ground and it should have made some kind of noise, I'd guess only about five seconds actually passed during this span, but it felt much longer and there was this odd calm over the whole situation. Although as soon as it was out of sight, my friend and I both felt intense fear and we ran back to the parking lot. It was in such a panic that he didn't realize he had stuffed the still-smoking bowl into his coat pocket and dropped the lighter. We ran to the opposite side of the lot from the woods where there was a road, some cars passing, and some other students walking around where we finally felt safe. There was an initial, oh my god, did you see that? What was that? kind of conversation before we calmed down and talked about the details of what we saw. The details matched up perfectly. The only thing he noticed that I didn't was that he said he didn't even think it had a mouth. We tossed around the idea that maybe it was a classic gray alien or something, but knew no one would believe us and didn't tell anyone else. The next day, we went back to the spot in the woods and found our lighter standing upright on the log we were sitting on. The odds of it falling and landing like that are very, very low, adding another creepy factor to the whole situation. Did this thing find it and put it there like that? We also walked over to the tree where we spotted it and found the branch it was grasping. It was a good 10 to 12 feet above the ground, we couldn't even reach it by jumping, and there was nothing around. No stumps, no rocks, no lower branches that it could have been standing on. So it had to be tall to appear at that spot on the tree. Weirdly, the leaves on the ground had been disturbed all around the area beneath the tree. 
Not like just tracks or something, but it was as if something had intentionally brushed the leaves away and then dug some shallow holes. Maybe four to six of them, about six to eight inches deep and two to three inches wide. My friend was a biology major who had been an Eagle Scout and now works in a state park, so he knew a good deal about most of the area's wildlife and didn't know of anything that would disturb the ground in that fashion. Yes, plenty of animals dig, but they don't sweep away an area, probably five by five feet of leaves like that, just to dig perfectly spaced out holes. He couldn't find any other tracks leading away from the area either. We never went back out there after dark and never saw it again either. Anyway, That's my possible encounter with what I've come to know as a crawler. Make of it what you will. Well, Rosebuds, that's it for today's stories. Before I do our reveal for the fictional story, let us know in the comments below what local cryptids you have roaming around your part of the world. We'd love to hear about it. Alright, today's fictional story was... Story number four, I'm a believer now, about the skeptic in New Mexico who encountered the strange lurking cryptid on the wall. My inspiration from this story comes directly from living in the Southwest for over a decade. I have to say, Rosebuds, that out of all the places I've lived, the Southwest deserts takes the cake for creepiness. I've seen it all. Shadow people, possible cryptids demons, UFOs. I have crazy, crazy real-life stories from my time living there. Alas, this particular story, I'm a believer now, was entirely fictitious, but I hope you enjoyed it all the same. Anyway, that's a wrap, Rosebuds. Thanks for listening. Until next time, take care and stay creepy.